The following recording contains a massive trigger warning due to the United States government being on some bullshit. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the CEO-ish podcast hosted by me, Taylor Graham. And me, Chloe Willemson. We are so excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become our first official sponsor for the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes and stay tuned for why we love using Zencaster for our podcast. I have had crunch wraps more supreme than this Supreme Court. Yeah, we're going to start off this episode by addressing a major elephant in the room here because it just doesn't feel right to talk about, not talk about this, you know? Yeah. I mean, just fuck the Supreme Court is really, really what it is. This is devastating. This is terrifying. Yeah, it is not a good time to be a woman in America. This is scary shit for a lot of people. This is a healthcare issue. This is a human rights issue. This is a violation of so many people's religious freedoms. This is not okay. Mm -hmm. And we just moved to a red state, Taylor. What did we do? Like, what did we do? Like, I cannot emphasize enough how much both Chloe and I's hearts go out to all of the women Mm -hmm. out there. This is a podcast that has a very heavy female demographic and audience. And we are here for you guys. We love you guys. We support you guys. We are here to to cry with you guys. Like this is, this is awful. It is awful. It's terrifying. I mean, we have friends and we have friends that we know of that have had abortions. If you guys don't have friends that you know of that have had abortions, chances are you probably still do have friends, you know, like, it's just really devastating to think about. I'm telling you right now, yeah. everybody knows somebody that has had an abortion. And if you are not somebody that knows somebody that has an abortion, it is because you are not a safe person for yeah. them to come to straight up. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, it's terrifying to think about. And especially like when, I don't know, never mind. I'm not even going to get, get I, like, that. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to end this. I don't know how to carry, like I'm having such a hard time right now understanding how I'm supposed to just keep running business as usual. Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to run a social media agency and be online and keep seeing all of the shit? Because you guys, I have seen more Canadians posting support for us than straight men. I know. I mean, since when have they ever pretended to give a fuck? Like the only men I see posting about this are from the LGBTQIA mm-hmm. community. And we need their voices too, because their rights are on the line too. Don't oh, definitely. Think they're not. they're not coming for those they're next. They're coming for those next. They're, it's just so scary to be anything except a straight white man right now. And if you are a very small portion of our audience that is a man and listening to this, and you have a mother, a sister, a daughter, female friends, and you have not chosen to speak up and share your voice because you are afraid of what you're going to be perceived by your friends, fuck you. I mean that wholeheartedly. Fuck you. Your silence is so deafening. Oh, it's it's deafening. It's heartbreaking. I don't know. I hope... I don't even know. It's too late for any, I, anything really. I just, yeah. I don't, again. It's too late for hope. <laughs> I do not know how to transition this episode. I don't know how to do anything. We're, 
I feel hopeless mm-hmm. and like helpless. I know. And it's terrifying. It it's just yeah. I'm. We couldn't not address what was going on with this though. So we're here to support you guys. We're here to yes. fight with you guys. We CEO ish is pro women's choice. Definitely pro women's choice. Absolutely. So I'm not renouncing my Michigan citizenship anytime soon. Yeah, and I know this goes without saying, and get out there and vote, even though it feels like people telling us to go out and vote feels like your individualism can change global warming. No, like it feels like that right now. I mean, no one voted these fuckers into the court, so none of us. I mean, let's talk about. I mean, let's not talk about the fact that two <laughs> known convicted sexual offenders are people reversing this decision. Let's let's get into that. It's absolute bullshit. And you know, I'm gonna put this out there too, just because this is my opinion and this is my platform and this is my podcast. If you are a woman in support of this, absolutely shame on you for being mm-hmm. so brainwashed into believing that you are not voting away your own rights yeah. and for putting your whiteness above your womanhood. It is absolutely okay to not like abortion and to not want one, but to take away that choice from women. I mean, there's going to be women dead everywhere. And they're on the, it's on the hands of the Supreme Court. It's yeah, it's, that's not very pro-life. And what the hell is going to happen to these kids once they're born to parents who don't want them, can't afford them, what they're going to go into foster care. Who's going to adopt them. None of these people who are happy about this being overturned right now, they're guaranteed they're doing absolutely nothing to support the kids once they're born bullshit it's just i i don't even know where to go from here like i just me either it's hopeless europe europe is where we go from here (laughs) i know and that it comes from such a place of privilege to be even able Mm -hmm. to say that though like it's just it's so awful it's awful it's awful it's heartbreaking terrifying our hearts go out to everybody that is also terrified right now yeah i don't even know what else to say i know I don't know how to transition this podcast. I don't know how to make this better. I don't, if you just, if you are somebody who needs support, just please DM us. We are here to Mm -hmm. be, offer hugs. We are here to offer support. We are here to be a shoulder to cry on. Like if you just need support in that regard and need to feel like your voice just needs to be heard, we're, we're here to message with you guys. Definitely. Oh, Okay. I feel like, unfortunately, we have ranted about this long enough, and we definitely did not put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode, so we're going to have to go back and do that just because I know that it's needed. Mm -hmm. But we are going to transition, and today's episode is an episode that Chloe and I are actually very, very excited to share with you guys because this this whole process just kind of has like a very sweet story, so... I was sent PR through TikTok from a company called Basma Beauty, I want to say like three or four months ago. I ended up absolutely loving the products. I made a video with it. The brand saw my video. They reposted it. It was like a whole sweet thing. And I ended up, because of how much I loved these foundation sticks so much, I shouted them out as a small business shout out. I lied. It was my favorite product of the week on a podcast episode, which I will link in the show notes because I'm not quite sure which episode that was, but I will get it for you guys. And the team ended up hearing our podcast episode and how much we loved the product and offered to have the founder, the CEO, and the original product formulator behind this entire line, Basma Hamid, come onto our podcast and share her story. So that is the episode we are bringing you guys today. She has 
such an amazing story. Okay. So we dive into who she is, the kitchen accident that started her entire brand. Because if you don't know, she was involved in a kitchen accident at either the age of two or three years old. I believe she shared, she shares the age in the podcast, but it left her with a big red scar right in the middle of her face. And as you can imagine, that causes a lot of insecurity Mm -hmm. as a small child, especially when all you want is just to blend in and look like everybody else. So we dive into her story with that, how it impacted her mental health at a young age and how she viewed her own self-worth. And then we also got to chat with her about how she plans to keep the intention of keeping women's insecurities out of her brand. Like she is somebody who is not building a beauty brand that is based on insecurities. And I'm obsessed with that because really that's what the beauty and makeup industry was started. A lot of men dominate the beauty industry like L'Oreal, Estee Lauder, all of those major companies, they're run by men and they're preying on women's insecurities and she is just building everything differently. And we also got to talk to her a little bit about social media and what that role has played in exploding her business. We chat with her about her favorite self-care product as always. It is just an absolutely amazing episode. We are so excited to be able to have such a prestigious founder on. Like, Basma, I know you are going to listen to this and we just... We adored you. We Mm -hmm. adored our conversation. We enjoyed the story. Like you are just such a special soul and we are so appreciative of having you on. Yes. I'm excited for you guys to hear this. It's a really good episode. And with that, Chloe, do you have a favorite product this week to share? No. I just got over COVID, so I've been doing that shit. Oh my gosh. Wait, I'm already diving into favorite (laughs) products. Okay, Chloe and I have 8 million more updates besides us just hating the Supreme Court. So we're going to dive into those for you guys before we dive into our interview with Basma. Yeah. Okay, I guess I should. I know about the last episode I said, oh, I'm going on a date tonight. I did. It was all right. Like, I had a good time, but there won't be a second date. Um, But then the next day I woke up with COVID, so... That sucked. Yeah, you, you guys, Chloe has been dying. I've been dying. Yeah, it's been not a good time, but I'm over it. I'm done. I went out for the first time since yesterday, and it was just really nice to get out of the fucking apartment. Oh my God. Yes. Let this serve as a reminder to you guys that COVID is still out there. We do mm-hmm. still need to be safe. I did test negative. Chloe and I were very, yes. very precautious about that. I took multiple at-home tests just to ensure my own safety, make sure that I wasn't going out and infecting other people as well. But yeah, Chloe slept like 22 of 24 hours one day. Yeah. It was absolutely insane. Oh yeah. Like I was not having a good time. No. I was really tired. That was really the worst of it. You I know, was super You know who fatigued. else wasn't having a good time? Frida. Being Frida. locked out of your room. Hated that. No. Yeah. I tried to stay away from Frida because, you know, I've heard like you can give it to your pets or whatever. But after a while, she was just so sad. So I let her in my room and she's doing all right. So yeah, Frida <laughs> is doing all right. But yeah, I guess I should give some updates too. I had yeah. two dates. One of them. Two three dates. Taylor, as no, I'm had- dying, you had the three dates in a row. Three oh, yeah, days in a row. I guess I kind of did. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was just bored out of my fucking mind. Anyway, tell them about your dates. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, we are starting this off by letting you guys know every man on this podcast is now getting a nickname. There will be no real name shared, but you guys are now going to be involved in the jokes of the nicknames that we give these men we're currently talking to in our lives. And the first date I went on was with Military Man 2.0. And now I'm realizing that this kind of needs a precursor as to why there's a 2.0 already. And that is because I'm going to let Chloe share as much as or as little she wants about the situation. But basically, the long story and comical story short 
is that Chloe and I are living the exact <laughs> same lives, but I'm about two to three months behind her and we're both just running full steam ahead into every red flag. Yeah. No, okay. Here's my situation. So I met this guy. He was in the military before I moved to Nashville. And from the start, I was like red flag after red flag. But I was like, you know, this man's hot and I'm moving to Nashville. So I don't, I'm not expecting to date him or anything. So I was just like, you know, red flags are pretty sometimes, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah. Turned out, he was exactly as I thought he was. It ended exactly how <laughs> you thought it was going it, it to. It went exactly as as I thought it would. Um, and But it's fine because like I was never, there was never a part of me that was like, this is going to work out. We're going to fall in love. He definitely tried to make me. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I prevailed. OG military um, man, if you're ever listening to this, please not. DM me. I would love to have a conversation with you, my boy. <laughs> no, it was like a good time. But yeah, yeah, it was it was very much a situation where I was like, this man's hot, red flags. It's not going to work out anyway. So, you know, might as well just have some fun. And that ended. And now it's Taylor's turn. <laughs> 100%. Like... Uh, full steam ahead in the red flag full department. Every single red flag, like same same thing. They even look alike. <laughs> <laughs> they even talk alike. Uh, but this man, okay, I'm already realizing what a horrible sex joke this is about to turn into. But this man did bring me a drill, and I mean like an actual drill, so I could finally hang the shelves in my wall up. So thank you for that. <laughs> That's nice. Mine did not let me borrow any tools. Not that I asked. <laughs> God. Um, and then my second date was with a man that we are now nicknaming Horace. Because if you are familiar with the TikTok uh, Snapchat filter, I went on a date with a man who did not disclose his height to me. And this man was 5'2". And while I am already realizing that I am no better than the men that I have been complaining about the majority of this episode, and this is a very superficial reason, um, I'm 5'4". And I'm sorry, just men that are shorter than me are not tall enough to ride the ride, and that's all I'm going to say about this. As a tall queen who dates short kings sometimes, you get no oh, sympathy from me. Okay, but like the difference here is I'm 5'4", and it is not harder to be shorter than me considering I'm shorter than the national average of women at 5'6". Yeah. And actually, I think that number may have gone up to about 5'7 or 5'8". Nice. Women are getting taller, not Taylor. She has not grown since 8th grade. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Horace was my... Uh, tiny short man, my short king, short king. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And what I can say about that date, other than me being a superficial asshole at this point in my life is that like conversation was great. It wasn't yeah. awkward at all, but there was just no like romantic chemistry. And like, yeah. that is what dating is for. I am treating dating in the sense of like, I'm not really out here trying to meet my life partner. I am just trying to have fun. I am trying to figure out what I like in life. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to be in a serious committed relationship. I give it four months before Miller Military Man 2.0 proposes <laughs> marriage. Four months. Okay. Um, <laughs> There's a hundred percent. He's asking you to move with him. No. It's yeah, not absolutely. Happening. He he. They've been on two dates. He's already made a, a military wife joke. So he's just testing. I, he was just testing your reaction to that. It's not happening, bro. Like I cannot it's, be more adamant. About it's happening. That. It's not. Um, <laughs> but stay tuned for updates on that. As as you can tell, you guys running into every full steam red flag. So it's fine. Yep. Sometimes it's fun.
Sometimes it's fun. More updates from us. Um, there was a fucking yellow jacket in my bathroom. And I'm now realizing that, again, in continuation, Chloe, we moved to the south. What we were moved we to fucking the south. thinking? I will take a yellow jacket over a cockroach, though, any day. If I see a cockroach, I'm fucking out. I'm burning 000. this apartment to the ground. I'm I don't care. Audi 5000. <laughs> and I do understand that in the south, it is kind of a rite of passage. But, like, I can't do it, bro. No. I can't do it. I don't give a fuck. I'm moving. <laughs> but in relation to Chloe having COVID and finally being able to go out last night, we went bar crawling with my brother's real estate mentor. I am calling him a mentor now because he yelled at me for calling my – He's his, very passionate about that. Yes. He yelled at me for <laughs> calling him my brother's boss because he insists. He's like, no, your brother and I are a team. We work together. He doesn't work for me, which honestly, great mentality to have a one guy – absolutely love you, Nick. You are a gem of a human being and he's so fun to drink with. Yeah, that was really fun. I was like not feeling that social when we first went out, but then I was having a great time. No, he is literally the easiest person to talk to and I knew he would be, which is why I was perfectly fine. Also, this bar was just playing banger after banger. Oh my God, you guys. So Chloe and I- Colt 45. No. (laughs) It was playing every middle school dance banger that you could have ever imagined. It was amazing. Oh my God. Pitbull. Pitbull. I mean, it really wasn't that amazing, but I was in the mood for it. Soldier Boy. They played Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. (laughs) Man. Yeah, it was just middle school banger after mm-hmm. banger. And Chloe and I had the correct amount of alcohol to be tipsy enough yes. to just really enjoy it. We couldn't not bust a move to those bangers. Except for when that one guy would not take a fucking hint no. and leave us alone. Like we were just dancing together. Chloe and I were in our own vibe. And this one man kept trying to step in front of Chloe so he could talk to me because Chloe was towering over him. So there was no chance he was going to try that one with her. Yeah. You know, honestly, that's one thing that I do love about being tall. Like, men usually don't try. And I also don't dance in a way that's, like, like, I dance in a way that's, like, stupid and fun and not, like, a come talk to me way. Okay, I don't feel like I have a come talk to me dance. I have resting bitch face up the wazoo. No, but you're shorter than all the men and you're attractive, so they're obviously going to come talk to you. Yeah, but, like, I really wish the resting bitch face would serve me better here because, like, Mm. please don't come talk to me. You could just wear super, super, super tall. <laughs> also, I have one more story that I'm going to hear or I'm going to air out on the podcast to my literal stalker. From- oh, yeah. What the fuck? Okay. I have a literal fucking stalker here already. And this is like a half joke. Um, Not really, though. Like, this guy's creepy. Yeah. Mom and dad, if you're listening to this podcast, I swear I'm fine. Like, I, I swear. Um, but yeah. So this man messages me on Instagram and he says that we matched on hinge. We did not. I'm telling you right the fuck now. We did not. Cause I'm a thorough ass bitch. I went through every single match that I have on these dating platforms. This man was not in my list of matches. Also, he's just straight up. Not my type. I would have never matched with him. But the important thing to know about this with me is the fact that I am slightly embarrassed of my job. Y'all have no idea what it is like to have to explain to people that you have to TikTok for a living and half just are chronically online and have a podcast. Like the first thing people are going to do is just look me up. And it's just like not the first impression I want to give people. Honestly, if you're a man that I've gone on a date with and you're listening to this podcast, continue listening at the risk of hurting your own feelings at this point. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Yeah. So yeah, I for this for these reasons. <laughs> Military Man two point is gonna listen. Oh, 100. <laughs> like I'm I'm waiting for this one, but he's got a great sense of humor. That's so good. he he's gonna laugh. I I just know that's fine. But yeah, 
Red flags, red flags, red flags, running full steam. Ahead. Red flags are fun sometimes, oh, you know, yeah. just don't, just keep dating other people and don't accept his hand in marriage. I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay. So yeah, Chloe's laughing at this because like, if you guys want to know the closet softy of me, okay. So like I am an Aries moon rising, super fucking direct and I like to challenge people and I'm a little slightly aggressive. I get down so bad for one man at a time. It's the worst. Yeah. My cancer son is just like softy. You love him. And I'm like, no, you don't, bitch. No, you fucking don't. No. I feel like we both have that problem. That's why we both need to date multiple people at the same time. Yeah, I'm trying to figure otherwise... out what placement that comes from from you, though, because you were just Aquarius, 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 Aquarius. I don't know, but I'm loyal as fuck. Well, that's like your Virgo moon. Virgos that's my, Virgo, my crippling Virgo moon. Your crippling Virgo moon. <sighs> but I feel like Virgos are also very logical. and They're not super down bad for men. So, like, I got to look at your birth chart more. Because you have a Capricorn Venus. You're very logical about love. I, yeah, I feel like the Venus. older the I older I get, my red flags. the older I get, the more that I'm like, don't get down hard for men. I guess I say that like I've been single for like four months now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But I think that's gonna continue. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where were we last night? Oh, just bar crawling. Yeah, yeah we've gotten so down off Broadway. Topic. But yeah, um, we met some cool people. Shout out to my brothers, it, friends. Not my yes. brother. He was not with them this time. I'm dragging him down here next time to come visit me. But yeah. And I'm also, I'm obviously COVID negative at this point. I obviously didn't go to Broadway with COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys, like, so symptom free at this point. Like, this, she had not yeah. left the house until she was. Oh, no, I go. made sure. So, yeah. And then my last update before we really dive into our interview with Basma, which I'm, again, so excited for you guys to hear, is that Chloe is already caving and buying a pair of cowboy boots, you guys. Literally, she made it one episode. One episode. (laughs) Okay, this girl at the bar had the coolest cowboy boots. Taylor, you can't even deny it. I saw them. And I turned to Taylor and I said, I think I'm going to buy some cowboy boots. They were pretty cute. I complimented her on them, but I myself will still not put them on my feet. Well, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. That's okay. Are you using my own line against me right That's now? Okay. Are you stressed? <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, but those are all of our updates for the week, you guys. Yes. So, Chloe. Bit chaotic. No, no favorites this week. I was going to say, you did not have a favorite product. I'm just going to shout out the perfume that my mama got me for my birthday. Um, it was a Tot Libre de Laurentia's I Am Trash. I've talked about it multiple times on TikTok. So I finally have a full-size bottle of that, and I'm very, very excited about it. Hold on. Rewind. Taylor's fucking birthday is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We're not are we gonna... not going to acknowledge that? No, we're not going to. Yeah, we are. No, we're not going to. We are. Taylor turns a quarter of a century tomorrow. My my birthdays are historically terrible for me, you guys. So I just like really choose. Hey, but not you know to what? You don't have them. COVID for your birthday. Yeah, I don't. I don't have COVID for my birthday. <laughs> I was really nervous. I was going to give you COVID for your birthday, but I got a yellow jacket. So <laughs> you know, it's all right. <laughs> the yellow jacket did leave our apartment this morning. Yes, Fr- Frida wanted to hunt it, but we kicked it out. Frida was the righteous hand mm-hmm. of God and found the bee for us. Yes, so. thank you, my queen. She's taking a nap. She is. She's <laughs> sleeping peacefully on Chloe's baby blanket. A beauty, a matey. What? <laughs> Did you just like short circuit? What just happened? I tried to say adorable and a beauty, and I don't know what that was. <laughs> you said she's meaty, and that's what I heard. So she she is meaty. I she is a meaty girl. I'm all right with that. And then for this week's small business shout out, we are going to just keep reiterating the fact that you guys need to check out Basma Beauty. Listen to this episode. Please listen to Basma's story. Check out her foundation sticks. They are 
amazing. Like when I tell you guys, this is a liquid foundation in stick form and you have the most beautiful, luminous, healthy skin of your life. It is a fantastic product. You're definitely going to want to grab yourself a second stick to be able to contour with as well. Like it is just amazing. So you can check out all of their products at BasmaBeauty.com. That is B-A-S-M-A dot com, And I do want to put it out there that they are a Canadian-based brand. So if you're ordering from the U.S., it may take a little bit longer than the average uh, Amazon Prime two-day shipping because it will have to go through customs, but it is worth it. Yes. I haven't tried it, but I've heard from Taylor it's worth it. Yeah, it is. And you should definitely try it. So without further ado, we have been going on for like 25 minutes at this point, and we are finally ready to get into our interview with Basma. Podcasting remotely can be challenging. I mean, God knows Chloe and I started a podcast in the middle of a pandemic with zero experience. But thanks to Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution, the podcasting process has been quick and painless, the way it should be. If you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you know that we have been obsessed with the quality of our audio from day one. And Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention, it's super easy to use, even for guests that aren't tech savvy. There's nothing to download. They just click the link and we start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy. With everything from local recording to automatic post-productions in the tool, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. We want you guys to have the same easy experience as we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. If you go to www.zen.ai slash CEOishpod and enter the promo code CEOishpod, you'll get 30% off your first three months. That's www.zen.ai slash CEOishpod. It's time to share your story. Hello, Basma, and welcome to our podcast. We are so unbelievably excited to have you on and to share your truly remarkable story. Can you first start off by telling our listeners a little bit about who you are and the kitchen accident that kickstarted it all for Basma Beauty? Thank you for having me. So um, my name is Basma. I'm the founder of Basma Beauty. So the kitchen accident, uh, I was actually involved in, a, I ended up in a kitchen accident where it resulted in third degree burns on my face um, when I was two years old. So wow. um, yeah, it was, it was, it was very, very difficult. Um, growing up, obviously, the, the burn is on my face. So it was extremely hard in terms of you know like growing up like being bullied and and constantly like it's the first thing people would see right so back then it was completely different it was a different time where I always felt like this outcast right so I didn't see people that look like me I didn't um I didn't have like a support system or somewhere to go where I felt like somewhat normal. Yeah. And you know, all any kid wants at between the ages, I think of like five and maybe 16 is to just blend in, not stand out. They want to be like every other other person. Right. Yeah. I I think like the biggest part of it is um, my 
personally, like for me, my biggest struggle was being in denial, right? So a lot of the time, I just felt like one day I'm going to wake up and my burn wasn't going to be there. You know, it's just going to magically disappear. So I think that made it extremely hard for myself. But as I got older, I just kept trying to motivate myself and push myself as much as possible. Um, So I would just be like, you know, like kind of accepting it slowly and teaching myself that it's okay, you know, to be different. And it's okay that, uh, yes, I'm going to have this car for the rest of my life. So I had to teach myself all of that. So when did makeup come into play? At what age did you start experimenting with it? Obviously, it had to be younger than the rest or than the usual kid because of the scar that you were trying to cover. Right. So I started wearing makeup. I honestly it was probably maybe around seven years old. I don't know how I got access to it. I don't remember. I just remember falling in love with it. Like it gave me so much confidence and freedom. I felt like I can do anything. So um, that was so uh, powerful for me. It had to be everything for you as a small child in terms of confidence as well. Definitely. Yes, yes. So that that was so helpful for myself and my self-esteem. And um, it truly, I mean, you like... I was like so insecure and so shy. I'm still shy, okay, naturally. But I think it just made me like have so much hope, right? And all we want in this life is to have a little bit of hope takes us so far, right? So I would have like this imagination, like in my head, I would plan. I told myself one day I will have my own beauty brand, right? And it's going to be different. It's going to be where everybody's accepted. Everybody's loved. And you can be yourself. Like, that's something I didn't see growing up. And I didn't have that. So even in in the beauty brands, um, I never saw myself, right? So to me, that was so important to have something where you're not being judged. And there's not like a specific standards like, oh, you can't sit in our table because you look a certain way. Like, no, you can be whoever you want. And I personally, I have days where I want to be super glammed. And there are days where I don't want to have anything. So so that's a part of um, like this whole movement. That's like to me what Basma Beauty is about. So that was very, very important to me. So when you were seven and you started using makeup, were you like right away, like, this is what I want to do with my life? Yeah. I mean, I just, I loved anything that gave you confidence. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it just, for me, that was like, you know, like Superman, how he wears his cape and like he becomes Superman to me, it was makeup. It was literally <laughs> I love that. so much power. I really, it's hard to explain, but even till this day, I just, there's something that it has a a much deeper meaning and that's where it lets, I took something that was negative and I just had to teach myself to kind of build up, like to accept it and uh, build up the confidence. And that's really um, going through all of that has led me to where I am today. So I know that your accident obviously already touched on impacting your mental health, but I'm curious to know, like, has it impacted the way that you deal with things now in your life? Obviously, hopefully you haven't had an accident as like tragic since then, but 
when bad things happen, do you feel like you deal with them differently? Absolutely. I feel like anytime, you know, if we have a, whatever, a bad hair day, right? It's not the end of the world. Like there's so many things we go through every day. I feel like if we get the opportunity to wake up in the morning, that's a huge blessing for us. Right. So I don't take anything for granted. Um, I, it's just, I don't think it's worth it. Like we're given this opportunity every single day. It's all on you and you have to do it for yourself. I feel like one day when we're much older and we look back, we want to feel like we did everything our heart desired, right? You don't want to live with regret, worrying about, I think growing up, I was always worried about what other people thought of me, right? So if they made fun of me, that like stayed in in, in my mind, right? But at the same time, I felt like it's, this is my life, I'm in control of it. So either I hide for the rest of my life, or I take control, own up my my accident, own my scar, it's a part of me, that's who Mm -hmm. I am. And it just kind of motivates you and pushes you to be so much stronger. So um, if I am having a bad day, of course, that's a reminder. It's like, hey, it can't get worse. I mean, I'm only going to hell. So if I made it through that, um, it's everything else is, is honestly nothing. Mm. So I love that you brought up, you know, you don't want to regret not doing something because I hear that all the time. People, you know, when they're getting old, they don't regret things that they did do. They regret things that they didn't do. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I love the fact that Basma Beauty was built from the ground up with intention. There is so much intention behind everything you have done and you really encourage women. And I should say people in general, since makeup isn't only for women, but you encourage people to write their own beauty stories and to use makeup in a way that suits their lifestyle rather than to let the makeup wear you essentially. And it seems like a much more holistic approach to makeup, which we love because the beauty standard in the industry has always played off of people's insecurities. And given that playing on women's insecurities seems to be the industry standard, can you tell us a little bit about how you are planning to protect this core value of Basma Beauty while you're still being able to grow and expand your business? Right. I think it's just owning it. Um, that's truly who I am, right? I believe in being your yourself. You don't have to change for anybody you can see that in our brand from our imagery, like for our first photo shoot. So we launched our first product is the foundation stick, which is um, which comes in 40 different shades. It's fantastic. <laughs> right. So it's, it's that I think it's the biggest uh, uh, range shade range in foundation stick in North America right now. Wow. So that that speaks volume. I think um, you can see it in our imagery, right? I, I, um, for our first photo shoot, we used all of our friends and family. Like we didn't really have models. Okay. Maybe I think two of them were, but most of it, like this is, I want real people. I want you to be who you are. And, um, and you know, like, so that's like the, the true core, like that's what I believe in. And you can see it, even the content on our social media. Um, it would be, it just, it doesn't feel natural for me because it's like the whole point of it is not being judged right so and and that's that's my belief you guys if you have not tried basma's foundation stick it is 
unlike anything on the market. I am a beauty fanatic, and my impression growing up of foundation sticks was always that they were really dry and cakey, and they built up, and they became this, like, really dry, cracked situation on my face, and it just wasn't good. And this is, like, a liquid foundation in a stick form. It is dewy. It is luminous. I can still see my freckles and my natural skin texture through. It is truly unlike any other foundation stick on the market. It is one of a kind, just like Basma's branding. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think um, the, actually in that, like the formula itself, we spent four years on it. Wow. So wow. It took a very, very long time. Like I started this project so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it, yeah, yeah. It took a very, very long time. And I think it was so important, just like you said right now, um, I wanted it to be literally liquid foundation in a stick format. To me, that was so important. I love things that are easy and on the go, but buildable, having if you want light coverage or if you want heavy, you can have that. It's multi-use. Uh, multi um, so it took us a very, very long time because I think for the longest time, it's just foundation hasn't been fun, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Like, people, like you go, if you're buying a blush or lipstick, you get so excited about it. And, you know, you're so happy to take it out of your purse. You like, can pick a new color. Exactly, right? But I think foundation just hasn't been fun. And I wanted to make sure I like even even in our in our um, packaging, you can see that like the pop of color. I wanted something bright and that stood out. The magnetic cap is everything to me as somebody Ooh. who chronically loses all of her caps in her <laughs> bag. It's disgusting, but like I need it. Yeah. See, like so we really, really put a lot of time into it. Um, you can see like there, there's nothing about it that was rushed and. I truly wanted something that actually worked and, um, and it was, it was fun at the same time. So, and we took the foundation stick. Now you can use it as a bronzer, like cream bronzer. You can use it as highlighter. So that's what I mean by uh, multi-use. So, um, so that was really good. You wow. know, I even think that not only has foundation not been fun for a while, but it's also been frustrating, especially if you are somebody that fits into the category of darker skin tones, mm -hmm. people of color, anybody with a significantly olive undertone, because like drugstore foundation has never been for me. I've been shopping at with NARS and Sephora foundations for the longest time because there's nothing with a yellow undertone. And it's really frustrating when you're trying to go through that process and you can't find your color and it's discouraging to see line after line after line come out and not have any of these big major brands address the issue. Right. Right. And, and that was it. I think that's a huge part of it. And we wanted to make sure that everybody was included. I mean, again, it wouldn't be our, you know, like our brand if we come up with something. So a lot of it, um, it did really take time and even uh, shade matching. It took a very, very long time. It's really not easy. And I think a lot of the brands, that's why they try to stay away from it. Um, so it's, it's a commitment. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a commitment. <laughs> coming back to the product formulation part portion of this, cause I can tell you were very actively involved from start to end in the development of this product. Did you ever spend time working as a makeup artist also like on other people? Like you seem to just have a very deep understanding of undertones and color theory and product formulations overall to me. Right. So that's my background is I developed a treatment about 17 years ago. So a part of it was 
working on different uh, like um, skin discoloration. So from burns, birthmarks, um, surgical scars, anything that's discolored in the skin. So that was the part that gave me the background. So makeup, I started wearing it so young, I understood color correcting, right? So that was a big part of it. I knew because I had like half of my face was a burn, right? It's mm-hmm. a good degree burn. And then I had oil uh, spots like sections and then I had dry spots. So it helped me understand understand skin so well. And a big part of it um, that came about. So like developing that treatment, which is called scar camouflage now. For the last 17 years, I've worked on so many different skin types. I can't even tell you. And it doesn't matter who it is. It could be, um, you know, somebody like a a model, a supermodel or anybody really. I feel like we all have insecurities and we're all trying to figure things out, right, for ourselves. So nobody, and that's a part of like my healing journey. I started understanding that, listen, we're really all on the same boat. So it doesn't matter. Just some of us can kind of wear their cover a little bit. They look a little bit like they have it mm-hmm. all together, but you know, you don't know what people are going through. So really I spent a long time just uh, working on different skin types. And that helped me a lot with the, with exactly knowing the type of formula I wanted. I definitely didn't want um, like Taylor mentioned, like, you stay away because from foundation, because you don't want it to be cakey, especially foundation sticks. They were known to be like, you know, when you try to swatch it on your face, it drags your skin down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So dry. So that's so important. I wanted to make sure that it's super creamy. It's, it's easy to apply. Right. And, um, and making sure that it's uh, buildable, it has some key ingredients that are beneficial to your skin, and keeping your your skin always hydrated. So all of these things were really important to me. You know, I want to go back to you talking about you using your own skin and your own experience to work on this formulation, because I have a little scar on my face, not anything compared to you, but I've had so much trouble over the years getting makeup to like stick to that. So I feel like it's a silver lining almost that you used your own injury to help come up with such a great product. Right. Thank you. All right. So what role has social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok played in the success of your business? It played a huge, huge part because so Instagram, I feel like it had this, um, like you almost, everything had to be perfect, right? It was super so curated. Like, exactly, right? Everything is, um, I feel like with TikTok, we came in the perfect timing, right? Uh, uh, TikTok is becoming like super famous right now, po- super popular. People on TikTok are not trying, they're more on brand, like for us, like everybody's <laughs> just like using Real their people. Phone. It's real, real people. people. <laughs> exactly. So everybody's using their phones. They're creating content. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. And that's exactly who we are. So we 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 absolutely love it. Um, we've, we are so blessed that have been able to work with so many TikTokers and they love the product and they're always so excited to show it off. So oh, that's awesome. Extremely blessed. So blessed. 
Wow. Okay. So was there a specific time in your history of being on social media that you were like, yes, this is really what we're sticking with. This is like what we got going for us. Yeah. I mean, you know what we're learning every day, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like right now it seems like TikTok is the place. Um, I don't know in two years, what's going to happen Yeah, <laughs> or next year, right? It's always <laughs> changing, but you just, as long as you're aware of it and to see what's, what's working right now. So definitely like for, for our brand, TikTok is, is, is our uh, go-to. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love it too. I, I found you guys. I found you guys on TikTok through Michaela's video. <laughs> wow. See, there you go. Yeah. So what is your favorite self-care product under $50? This is our favorite question to ask all of our guests. And we'd love to hear what people have to say. Under $50. I don't know everything I have. I don't know. Like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see all the beauty people get stirred up about this question. I know, because I <laughs> really, really, I use everything, but honestly, I support everybody, you know, um, especially small brands. I'll try to go and support like, uh, Cause I know what it's like. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll try to go. And, um, even if I use it one time, I'm okay with it. Love that. That's awesome. All right. So what is next for Basma beauty? Anything our listeners should know or need to keep up with, keep an eye out for. Well, definitely keep an eye out for, um, our next product. It's going to be, <laughs> it's gonna be so amazing let's just it's gonna be um multi uh purpose as well okay Okay. I'm excited (laughs) I have guesses I'm not I'm gonna leave my suspicions to myself (laughs) but I'm already excited can we ask you for a timeline on when we can expect this um by I would say January Okay. Awesome. Okay. Yes. Yes. So so I guess that's soon. I don't know. No, yeah, definitely. When you see how much time and intention you put into in the research too, as Mm -hmm. well into your products, you can understand why it's a longer timeline. You're not just pumping out collection after collection. And that's no shade to any brand that does that. But after a while, you do have to wonder, is this just regurgitated palettes that we've done Mm -hmm. before and are now puzzle piecing different eyeshadows together or is this something that we have put years and years of consumer-backed research into right and and I I just I feel like um it's now people everybody's educated everybody has access to go and search and to see what actually works and what's what ingredients are being used so it's it's a different time it's definitely a different time all right, Basma. Sorry. It's, I'm sorry. If you guys just like saw my weird facial expression, I, there was the loudest crack of thunder and it just got so dark where I'm filming. Oh, like <laughs> look how dark the camera is right now, but <laughs> yes. Anyways, Basma, thank you so much for coming on our podcast and sharing your story and your brand with us. It remarkable. Like I'm so excited for people to hear this. Where can our listeners find and keep up with all of the amazing things that you are doing? So right now, um, on our Instagram for all updates, it's Basma beauty official. So they can find all, um, all of our information on there. And of course, basmabeauty.com. Awesome. Well, I will have all of that linked in the show notes for you guys is ease of clickability. We are so excited to have you here and thank you so much again. We are so grateful to have you. Thank you so much guys. 
All right, CEOs, that is it for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, you can find all of our episode and guest information in the show notes, as well as on our website, www.coishpodcast.com, spelled like our name without the dash. Thank you all so much for supporting our show. And for more CEO-ish, be sure to give us a follow over on Instagram at CEO-ish podcast. And be sure to follow us on our personals at Chloe Elizabeth Creative and at Tegram Biz. Be sure you're subscribed to CEO-ish wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really love the show, be sure to give us a five-star review, whether that be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really does help us out and we read every single one. We love you guys so much and thank you for tuning in to CEO-ish. We'll see you CEOs in the next episode. Bye.